Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and this is our four-year anniversary special. Uh, it's been an awesome ride so far, and I really appreciate everybody who listens to the show and who's helped spread the word and written us reviews, and all the guests that have been on the show. Every episode has a guest, which has been so much fun uh, and such a gift and, like, this show has been so much fun to work on because of all those guests. Uh, and I've made a lot of great friends through this show and just doing it. Like, we've had 52 guests on the show already. Isn't that amazing? I just love that so much. And a lot of those were, were um, repeat guests, but that is 52 unique guests who have been on the show. Um, none of those people got any money for doing their appearances. None of those people knew what the show was about. You know, I'm sure none of them had really heard of it before. So I just, I, I don't know, again, I, a big shout out, big ups to all of the guests who have been on the show and are willing to give some weird stranger a chance <laughs> on the internet. This is a show that has been built purely out of collaboration and not a continual collaboration either. You know, a lot of my favorite podcasts, there's two or three hosts who are on every episode and they collaborate together and build a consistent thing. This show is different every single episode because uh, you're putting different ingredients of different creators in on every one. But our episodes vary wildly based on who the guest is, right? You can go back and, and find maybe your favorite episodes and your least favorite episodes and just, you know, the randomness of which topic which episode is about. But uh, I think that's kind of what makes the show fresh is it's something different every time. I feel like it wouldn't have the same passion and like kinetic energy if we were talking about the same series every episode. So yeah, over these four years, we have done 68 episodes, 56 of those being different theme parks. Um, when we started the show, uh, I was uh, engaged but not married. I was just recently engaged, actually. The same week I came up with the name Amusement Sparks was the week I proposed to my current wife. Uh, I said that in a strange way. She was my girlfriend at the time. Then we were engaged, and now she's my wife. Not like my current wife. I've got plans for getting rid of her. Not nothing like that. Oh boy. It's just cool that you can go from nothing to having a show all of a sudden, with you know a computer and a, a set of earbuds. Uh, when I first started recording the show, like maybe the first ten or so, maybe more than that episodes, uh, I was just using generic. Apple earbuds that come with your iPhone um, to record with. So yeah, it doesn't take a lot of fancy equipment. And then, you know, <laughs> the first uh, microphone I got specifically for podcasting, I found on Craigslist and I traded a weed whacker for it. Uh, so it's not like they're very expensive items um, if you're willing to do some research and, you know, do a little investigation and, and uh, seek those things out. The day this episode comes out is exactly our four-year anniversary from the debut of our Nintendo Land episode with Vince. Um, and I, I don't know, it's, it's cool to think back to those early episodes where it was like, who do I know that's creative or kind of has this kind of fun, passionate, improv-y kind of brain? And the first uh, two episodes were guys I had met while I worked at lego at the lego store uh at a lego convention of you know a bunch of other people who worked at other lego stores across the country so um and you never know where you're going to find collaborators in your life and then from there i was able to kind of feel confident to reach out to other people other strangers on the internet um, trying to find different people who had a kind of a vibe that i wanted to promote and also who 
I liked their shows. I liked what they were creating. And I uh, built up confidence, you know, reaching out to some of my my podcasting heroes. Uh, I was really nervous about reaching out to Nathan Kay. Um, and then he's been on the show like four times, I think. So, And I've been on his podcast like, I don't know, 10 or more. Um, so it's just crazy what, what you can get by just throwing a net out there. Um, just going for it. You know, send that DM. <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, sure, they might ignore you, but that's okay. Maybe eventually they'll respond. And um, there's some stuff in my Twitter DMs that, you know, <laughs> are uh, episodes coming up in the future where it's someone I've been kind of hounding for a long time and having this, you know, kind of years-long relationship with. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But it's really fun that, uh, you know, with social media and with podcasting, your, your heroes in media are people who you can actually relate to and uh, get on your show. Like, I got Brent Black on my podcast. Like, that is crazy. Um, I, I know that maybe not everyone recognizes that he's, like, a, a big deal, but, you know, his YouTube channel was really foundational um, for me, and, and his podcast, Trends Like These, was my main source of news and, like, my... Uh, you know, yeah, politics are stressful and everything, but it's always great to have someone who has a similar um, voice and can be kind of a motivator for you and someone who can bring you up when you're down. Um, it, it's really cool to find like-minded people out there who are um, also trying to do the right thing. It, it feels really good to find those people. And then message them on Twitter and they say, okay, sure, I'll be on your dumb little thing. Like, well, he didn't say that, of course, but but yeah, you know, give a chance to the little guy. Ugh. It's just so meaningful and so amazing. I, I love that about podcasting. So going forward on Amusement Sparks, uh, you can expect the same great stuff. Every third Monday, there will be a new theme park. There will be more bonus episodes coming up in the future. That's probably not going to continue forever, but there will at least be a new episode every third Monday. There's also going to be a lot more action on social media. So if you haven't yet, I'd recommend following us on your social media platform of, of preference. Um, we're at Amusement Sparks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then there's also r slash Amusement Sparks on Reddit. So those four places, I'm going to start doing more contests, more interactive uh, type stuff, taking submissions from uh, listeners of the show to add into the, the theme parks. Um, going forward. So yeah, you should see something new at least once a week on social media there. Hopefully uh, we can keep building this to be a more open collaboration instead of just the guest on the show. I'd love to start including the audience more um, more in the future and make it more of what it is, which is kind of a collaborative, uh, zany, improv fan-driven passion project. To me, Amusement Sparks has been a vehicle for collaboration, a call to imagine, and a stage for all these kind of fan dreams to just radiate <laughs> excitement and passion and creativity. You know, if I was the only voice on every episode, I think that that would start to sound a little insane after a while. Um, but having a, a guest who's kind of a specialist with each um, topic is really what drives the show that's what it really is it's a celebration of diverse fan cultures like every thing someone can be madly in love with we can imagine an immersive theme park about that it's always like you know what fandoms would you want to walk into or what fandoms would you want to spend the night in um, that's kind of a question I tend to ask when I'm messaging people about it is what fandom do you want to go into 
So yeah, uh, I would just, I'd love to hear more from the audience and have more engagement that way with you folks. For me, this is not at all about making money. It's about spreading this excitement. It's about encouraging creativity and, and fan creations. Um, you don't need to have a focus on making money and pleasing the stockholders and getting the rights holders permissions and everything like this is just fan creations it's like fan fiction where you're just doing what makes you happy and you know with the show i'm hoping to make um this kind of stuff more normalized and more accepted and more enjoyed i don't know i'm a bit of a dreamer uh but i do hope that this can help each of us to feel more empowered to dream more and to create more and to maybe not ask for permission too much you know uh we don't own the rights to any of this stuff, but we still made it. These are fan creations which are made purely with love. You know, like an official release product has to make money. It has to meet different people's goals for it. Um, but this kind of stuff is its about storytelling. It's about making the thing yourself and just exploring. Uh, it's so creative and so flexible versus something like a video game, which is much more linear, generally speaking. Like they give you a tool set, you can play with the tools. Here we make the tools ourselves too, which is really fun. The muscles you build while doing this kind of improv fan-based stuff are muscles you can use in other more legitimate practices, you know? Uh, this has helped my public speaking skills, it's made me more confident at work, um, I don't know, more social. I'm more intentional with, you know, with my friendships and um, I don't know, I feel like it's helped me develop in a lot of different ways, not just creatively either, but, um, you know, after uh, reaching out to, to people I've been a big fan of for a while and, and getting them to actually be a guest on my show, it, it empowers you to say, you know what, I'm going to reach for that next thing. I'm going to set my goals a little higher this time and go for that and uh, just quit letting, you know, your goals expire on you, quit hitting snooze on those goals, at least do something today. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. And if you don't hear back for six months, that's fine. You might at some point, you know, maybe you'll send a reminder message in six months and they'll say, oh, you know what? I thought about this and it seemed really cool, but I forgot about it. You know, life gets in the way. That's, that's totally normal, especially these days, especially in 2020. Geez, uh, totally reasonable for anyone to miss a message <laughs> any day of the week because there's so much craziness going on. Um, as I'm recording this, the you know election results are still coming in, so we'll see what all happens with that. But regardless, we've got a long and bright future ahead of us. Um, we just got to keep fighting for it, you know? Keep improving, keep brainstorming, and uh, yeah, keep thinking. Stay intentional, love your fandoms, Love your loved ones. <sighs> Love your enemies. <laughs> that actually is a pretty good advice, too. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but uh, maybe I should go back to my notes. <laughs> you build this connection with the people who have been guests on your show, which has been amazing. But that's something that's very intentional and very, like, cultivated. Like, I kind of started the ball rolling on a lot of that stuff. Or sometimes people reach out to me, which is awesome. But either way, it was someone reaching out saying, hey, you let's do this thing. Um, I got to tell you about a really cool experience I had. Um, I was kind of empowered by this show and I kind of started designing more stuff, like being more creative and, and designing board games, which I've done a little bit my whole life. But um, we went to a board game meetup as maybe just a way to meet new friends in a new town. 
and I came across this board game design community, and it was amazing. So, yeah, if you're a fan of, of the show and you kind of like to, you know, yell out your own ideas at the podcast player, you might want to consider game design. Um, games can be extremely diverse. Uh, I'm working on some really weird, edgy stuff right now, but um, you can make games about any topic you're passionate about uh, or just a mechanic you think is fun. Like, you know, this game, I really like the way that this one thing happens in this one game. Like, I really like the um, secret passageways in Clue. And then you can just explore that and expand it, and it's like that idea is not copywritten. You know, these, these ideas, these one little mechanic from this game... No one's going to sue you if you make a game that uses that same mechanic. I mean, use your mind, of course. Maybe do some research or talk to a lawyer or something. But you can at least use that as a launching off point for your own creative thing. Um, so, yeah, I just definitely encourage people to do that. And I would really love to do an Amusement Sparks board game design contest at some point. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that. I also want to do, like, a mascot design contest, like a mascot for Amusement Sparks specifically that maybe I can use in some of the art or whatever. Um, oh, hey, this is a good time to announce this. I am going to be uh, releasing a shop on, well, the day this episode comes out, on Redbubble, which will have some Amusement Sparks merchandise for the first time ever. Amusement Sparks doesn't have a Patreon or any kind of way to financially contribute to the show, but hey, buying some merch is cool, and uh, hopefully I'll do some giveaways with that in the future with some of that merchandise. Um, and I'm going to be donating the proceeds to various charities, kind of inspired by a friend of the show, Kip, who is going to be on our next episode, actually, coming up in a couple weeks here. Um, his podcast, Common Ride With Me, does have a similar shop with the proceeds going to charitable causes, which are awesome, and they kind of rotate, which I really appreciate and love. Thank you so much for listening to the show over these four years. It really means a lot to see the numbers for each episode, you know, continue to climb. It's obviously not about money. It's not about number of downloads or anything like that for me, but it is cool to see that. Like, I see you there. I see you people in Japan. Um, as a big fan of Japan, it's, it's cool to see that, you know, the number one nation where uh, this show is downloaded is the United States, understandably, and number two is Japan. I'm like, dang, that is cool. <laughs> you know, me as a little kid would have thought that was the coolest thing ever, and me as an adult says, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but thank you so much to the fans for supporting the show. Thank you to every single listener. Thank you to all of the guests who have done this show. Thank you to my wife who uh, puts up with me sneaking away into some sort of makeshift podcast studio in every single you know house or apartment we've lived in <laughs> over these four years. Always having to convert a closet somewhere or bring some you know really ugly acoustic dampening stuff into whatever beautiful room she has just finished decorating. Uh, that's a pretty common <laughs> visual. <laughs> Thank you to the guests uh, for dealing with the technological issues with all of the scheduling complications for being flexible with your time and your creativity and um, for, you know, all the retweets. <laughs> that always uh, means a lot, especially, you know, in this, a show that I'm a fan of already. And then they guest on my show, which that is already a gift, right? Just to have them on the show. But then when they share it with their audience, it's like I wasn't even planning on that but that is like it's such a, a cool thing because it's like man if I had if the universe split the day I started this podcast there's a universe where I'm just a fan of these podcasts I listen to and I would have discovered this show like I would have discovered Amusement Sparks if someone else had created it and had that person on that's kind of a goofy idea but I don't know I'm always kind of motivated by that like 
what if I had what if I had done this or what if I do go the extra mile here? Where am I going to end up in four years? You know, and uh, the answer for that <laughs> I guess is here, recording this podcast, uh, this special episode. Special meaning that it's sappy and not as fun to listen to and uh, kind of self-centered <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh yeah, and kind of like a note on what to expect from the show in the future. And I probably should have said this more explicitly throughout, but the show is an all-ages show. Um, I'm hoping to be as sensitive as possible to our listeners. And so I want to start doing trigger warnings more uh, at the beginning of episodes. The reason I haven't done that is because then, I don't know, sometimes I feel like the trigger warning itself can be a trigger. And I know it's like a common like meme or whatever to make fun of that, but it's a very real thing. Uh but like, for example, I was listening to a podcast recently where at the top of the show they said this episode contains um, discussion about a big swarm of bees swarming someone. And then I was like, well, if I was really sensitive or um, afraid of bees or had like a phobia, then just hearing that trigger warning would have triggered me. But so anyway, I've, I've come to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's good to just mention those at the top of the show. So if there's anything I think could be traumatic and I'm going to be doing research into specific things when it feels like a gray area. So anyway, just look out for those uh, coming up here in the future. Uh, the language is also going to be family-friendly, and that's a debatable term. Like, what does that mean exactly? I'm generally going for, like, E for everyone on a video game or PG on a um, movie, you know, Y7 probably on TV. I try to edit this show to be to maintain its integrity but also to not alienate anyone. Uh, and I'm not just saying that this show is made for elementary school kids or something, but, you know, not everybody likes to hear all the potty mouths out there. Uh, <laughs> and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to restrict free speech or anything. But I don't know. Sometimes they can uh, take away from the show. Uh, sometimes they can take people out of it, especially if there's certain words they don't like. And a lot of uh, curse words and a lot of this foul language kind of comes from a place that can be uh, insensitive. And I think that's why these words are more edgy is because they have origins or certain meanings that are either insulting or, or foul of some sort of some sort of foulness. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I don't think anyone cares about that, but I do, and uh, I'm going to be more uh, consistent or explicit with that. It's been pretty consistent. I don't believe there's been any curse words the entire series so far. If you find one, let me know. I know that I've censored a few in in a few podcast episodes, but. Um, yeah, going forward, the show should be safe for all ages. We are nerdy, but not dirty. Um, of the podcasts that I've listened to, they're almost always geared towards adults, which is totally fine. But then there's also some that are like safe for kids, but those are almost always like for elementary kids, Where which those are great podcasts. Um, but I mean that they're kind of in the vein of like... Um, Bill Nye the Science Guy type stuff, where it's more, it's fun, it's just kind of zany, it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon type thing, whereas the show is more, I don't know, more connected with just getting into kind of nerd culture and design and stuff. So it's not just kid content, but I think it'd be cool if it's a show you can listen to on a road trip with, with your kids or your young relatives or whatever, or your sensitive relatives. I'm babbling, but thank you again so much for listening to the show and supporting it over the years, and I hope you like the new theme and the new logo. Um, creating those original ones was really fun, but I just feel like, I don't know, it's good to freshen things up once in a while. And yeah, 
I'll be more active on social media for amusement parks. I think that should be a fun way to, to keep this going and make it maybe evolve into something more. Uh, I've, I'm glad that I stuck with the every three week release schedule. If I had done every two weeks, I probably would have burned out by now. But every three weeks has made it just manageable <laughs> enough to where I still have uh, excitement to keep doing the show. So with doing more social media, uh, I think that can maybe do like little micro expressions of the amusement sparks ideals, hopefully to kind of brighten your day a little bit every week instead of just a big uh, drop of an episode every third week. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not the best at social media. And hey, if anybody wants to help with social media stuff, hit me up. Uh, Yeah, I don't love it. If you look at my personal social media, you'll see I'm very inconsistent and rarely do anything. Yeah, it's just not something that comes naturally to me, but I do really appreciate when other people do it well. Uh, I love the way that Stephen Deinhardt uh, has been doing social media for <laughs> forever. He's really good at it. I hope that I can kind of give Amusement Sparks, uh, serve it justice or whatever, give it some good uh, social media interactive type of stuff. And yeah, I'm going to keep doing live episodes at conventions uh, and then eventually releasing those as episodes. So Hopefully, you know, eventually we'll be able to do in-person conventions again, and I'll be touring around doing those. It'd be awesome to meet you guys someday. And wow, talk about um, a guest who has to be uh, (laughs) able to kind of play ball and improvise. Uh, Joe from Brave World Anime has done two different live anime panel episodes with me, Uh, and that takes a lot of guts. That guy (laughs) is really good at uh, expressing his love for a fandom and his knowledge over the fandom, in a, I mean, pretty stressful situation. Running an anime panel or any kind of convention panel is a lot of work and prep. It's kind of like a teacher teaching a lesson, but it's a one-off, meaning you have to kind of capture the audience's attention. You have to create the whole thing from scratch. Like, there's no curriculum. There's no, there's no reason you have to do this. It's totally just out of your own self-motivation. Um, so then when someone else is like, hey, do you want to guest on this thing, um, my live panel that you've never been a part of before? And that guy just said yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he, he knocked it out of the park with our card capture Sakura episode, um, and then an upcoming episode too that we did at um, Wasabi Con online recently. So yeah, super super thankful for you, Joe. I'm pretty sure that creativity and passion are going to drive the future. And so if this show can encourage those skills a little bit. Uh, then I'm glad the show has happened for four years, and hopefully we get four more out of it. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to support Amusement Sparks, check us out on social media. And Redbubble, we'll have that new shop. It'll probably be a pinned tweet or a, you know, twin t- t- pinned post <laughs> for the next month or so. Uh, if you want to check out our, our new logo on some merch. And also... Thanks to everyone who has written our reviews on your podcast review location of choice. Um, a lot of them have been on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, which have been great. I've been, I have a new little spot on the website, amusementsparks.com, where I showcase some of those uh, reviews. I made like cute little graphics for each of those uh, five-star reviews. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for everyone who's left reviews. And if you leave a review in the future, that'd be awesome. I'm going to make a graphic out of it. Watch out. <laughs> Uh, and I'll be cycling those out over the coming years. Thanks for listening to this special episode. You'll be hearing more theme parks and more special episodes coming up over the next couple months, and um, hope you guys are doing all right out there. 
feel free to hit me up on social media if you're not. If you want to talk through anything, I'm here for you. Cool. Bye. Thank you.